Hello to anyone listening and welcome to The Patriotic Communist. This is Max Rice and this is the podcast where I advocate for a socialist revolution in the United States of America and where I analyze current events from a far left perspective. We are in the historical context where we choose socialism or barbarism and that has never been more true. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the Socialist Equality Party and their candidate for the President of the United States. I'm going to go over why I'm going to vote for Joseph Kishore and Santa Cruz of the Socialist Equality Party, and I'm also going to explain why I believe you should too if you consider yourself a socialist. And before that, if you do not believe this country is in dire need of a complete economic restructuring, allow me to spend the first few minutes of this episode explaining why I do believe this country and the entire planet needs a workers' revolution. We find ourselves in a transitional time in history, and at the small risk of sounding alarmist, I would argue we are witnessing the dark shadow of an impending doom fall over not only the United States, but this entire planet and it's facilitated through profit. The United States government is an imperial power with military bases surrounding the planet and the largest nuclear arsenal on the planet, and we are in the midst of absolute social, economic, and political disaster. Our capitalist system has gotten to the dire point where we are going full speed into fascism, which is clear as day when you look at the surveillance state we live in enabled by the Patriot Act, the secretive FISA courts, the slave labor system within our absolute massive prison system that is the largest in the entire world by a lot, the corporate hijack of nearly all authoritative news sources, and actually all authoritative news sources, and the corporations and government functionally behaving with eerily parallel interests. We could also see this with the violent military force we use in order to ensure the dominance of the US dollar, and in order to ensure the protection of capitalist economic systems. In this country right now, if you wish to protest against any corporate interests and you find yourself any degree of success, you will be violently terrorized by our bloated police state. If you are a journalist and you wish to report on police violence, they will use violence to stop you. If you report on war crimes, they will throw you in prison, perhaps, in the future. We have had a massive trend of aggressively prosecuting whistleblowers. And in the case of Chelsea Manning, they tortured her for fulfilling her patriotic duties by whistleblowing on ignored war crimes. Our government is also pursuing the prosecution of Julian Assange and even has a criminal indictment on him simply for being a journalist publishing content from whistleblowers. And we are trying to get an extradition of him from Britain in what is effectively a kangaroo court. In simple terms, the freedom of press is being killed in front of our eyes. While at the same time, the corporate media pulls the wool over our eyes and pretends nothing extreme is happening. These are all extremist developments that reveal our system is rotten to the absolute core. When the status quo becomes this grotesque, being a centrist becomes the more radical position, and the masses of people become far right-wing or far left-wing, because the way things are at the moment, which is by definition the center, it's a relative concept, Uh, The way things are at the moment are clearly so unsatisfactory and dysfunctional that everybody wants change. Fascism will become more severe under a Trump presidency or a Biden presidency. So basically, it will become more severe. They have much, much, much more in common than they don't. 
the gangsters in the intelligence agencies and military, as well as the Federal Reserve, along with the handful of the most powerful oligarchs in the country. For some examples, Larry Fink, the owner of BlackRock, and Eric Prince, the owner of Blackwater, and Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon and the Washington Post and Whole Foods. These are our fascist dictators. They are the shadow government that truly pulls the strings, and they don't come in large numbers, and they're all unelected. These people I listed are just some examples off of the top of my head, but there is a group of unelected people that run our government more or less and are not held accountable. And I'm probably going to have entire episodes about these institutions and the people that I mentioned in the future, you know, including BlackRock, Blackwater, the Federal Reserve for sure, and all these things. For this current economy, with the war machine, the mass homelessness, the rampant lack of medical care, the lack of education, and with the pandemic crisis, I believe a workers' revolution is an extremely urgent prerogative. We can't rewind time, and if we were able to do that in the sense of capitalist reform, we would inevitably come right back here. We need to change the way our system works in a radically new way, otherwise we are just buying time. Capitalism has proven to be unstable, and without a doubt, unsustainable. There was my extremely brief summary of why it is not radical to be a revolutionary, a radical revolutionary in 2020 America. In fact, it seems like a sensible position to have. It's radical only in the sense that you are pursuing radical change. But it's not radical to want radical change when the current means of life are so bleak. Now I'm going to very briefly describe the history and the current platform of the Socialist Equality Party and explain why I believe this is the party socialists and communists would be best off uniting under. Now before anything else, if Joseph Kishore was elected to office, he would pursue all of the domestic populist policies that Bernie Sanders put forward. He would just take some of them further. This includes policies such as free education, nationalized health care, a workers program, confronting climate change as a serious threat, and so on. When it comes to foreign policy, he would be much different than anyone in national politics. Kishore would reduce our military, we would stop our unwanted interventions, and imperialism would be confronted head-on. A Kishore presidency would do everything it could to abolish the private ownership and interest in war, violence, medicine, and education. Most likely, we would see the abolition of Wall Street and certain national defense contractors and government agencies. If I were to guess, I didn't read that specifically anywhere. Under a Kishore presidency, we would see our country become united to the working class struggle with the workers of the world. I believe a Joseph Kishore presidency would support the overthrow of oppressive dictators and capitalist foreign systems and domestic systems in favor of a government truly organized and run by the working class, and in favor of corporations and workplaces truly owned and run by the workers in the communities. There are some other major differences though between the SCP and the Bernie Sanders movement. And it really comes down to the SCP wanting to take the wealth redistribution further into a revolutionary sense where it becomes an all-out power redistribution. By the way, when I say SCP, that's Socialist Equality Party. Joseph Kishore and the Socialist Equality Party see capitalism as the problem that must be confronted. And the way they see this being confronted is through rank-and-file organization in the workplace, through the power of the working class and the masses. Now compare this to Bernie Sanders wanting to reform to the capitalist system, simply wanting to change some things around the edges. And even to that, 
Bernie Sanders is a failure in being a strong component for even his own moderate beliefs when you see how he voted for the CARES Act, which is completely opposite of his acclaimed political beliefs of capitalist reform. I will say this a lot of times throughout the existence of this podcast, but the CARES Act was the largest upward transfer of wealth in human history and was effectively a corporate coup of our country. When the people in the United States are most scared and vulnerable economically, the political system that is essentially run by corporations uses the opportunity to rob us all absolutely blind and Bernie Sanders voted for that crime against us, which is frankly a crime against his own supporters. These criticisms of Bernie Sanders have been made by Joseph Kishore and the Socialist Equality Party. They recognize the real problems and he is not a political careerist like many people in the DSA and the Green Party are. Now don't get me wrong, of course he won't win, but why would you vote for a monster like Biden or Trump just because they will win? That's very obedient of you, and I'm sure the ruling class appreciates it, but you have no obligation to do that. The way we evaluate who we vote for is who we think would make the best president. And the logical way to do that is to think about and research what they claim they believe and what they would do in office. So that's what I'm presenting to you guys today. Kind of a cliff notes, obviously. The Socialist Equality Party stands in solidarity with and under the political authority of the International Committee of the Fourth International, which is the International Party for World Socialist Revolution that was founded by Leon Trotsky back in 1938. This is an organization that has existed a long time and has the benefit of detailed historical analysis and a lot of experience doing it. One of the key aspects of the Socialist Equality Party in the Fourth International is unsurprisingly internationalism. This is the concept of a worldwide workers revolution and the concept that the only way we will achieve stable socialist and communist societies is together. And this is the concept of permanent revolution which Trotsky wrote about during his time. Now I'm not the person to ask for a detailed explanation of these philosophies and ideologies, although I'm studying them and hopefully before too long I will be that person, but the main point I'm trying to make in this episode is that the Socialist Equality Party is a truly revolutionary party. This is a political group that rejects the Democrats and Republicans and capitalism as a whole and has been doing this for a long time. They believe in empowering the international working class to take their freedom into their own hands. They are dedicated Marxists, and the Fourth International publishes the World Socialist website, which is a massively important educational asset to me and thousands of like-minded socialists and even non-like-minded socialists and non-socialists all around the world. I believe these unique aspects of the SCP and the Fourth International are very important because if a political organization does not make it clear that the Democrats and Republicans are both hostile political enemies to the working class, then they expose their short-sightedness and will not be successful at sustaining the mission of raising the class awareness of society towards one of revolutionary intentions. The history that this organization has behind it is also essential. Their Marxist analysis of the United States is unparalleled. Another really important point about the Socialist Equality Party and their candidate Joseph Kishore is that they acknowledge the trivial nature of voting and the rigged state of our political system. While they are running for president, they make it very clear that the only real mode for change in the United States and the world at this moment in time is through the mobilization, organization, and expression of labor power through the working class. They also make it abundantly clear 
that they are against the concept of private property and see ultimately as the key sickness of capitalism. The Fourth International and the SCP were founded on the basis of opposing Stalinism, which saw the Socialist Revolution as a nationalistic endeavor, and this ultimately failed with the collapse of the Soviet Union in the, in the 90s. So this political movement was founded in left-wing opposition to the Soviet Union, which was threatening enough to get Trotsky assassinated. But the very fact that this organization was founded under those historical conditions is extremely valuable as a collective intelligence and wisdom for revolutionary movements. I'm going to now read the first paragraph of the principled foundations of the Socialist Equality Party, and I will provide a link for you guys if you want to read more. The document begins with this opening paragraph, which I believe does a good job at summarizing what the SCP's analysis of current events are. And I really do agree with everything they say here personally. But anyways, they say this, and again, the principled foundations of the Socialist Equality Party, I'm putting this in the I'm putting the link to this in my podcast, and it says this, quote, The program of the Socialist Equality Party is of a principled, not of a conjunctural and pragmatic character. It is based on an analysis of the crisis of world capitalism and an assimilation of the strategic revolutionary experiences of the working class and the international socialist movement. The world economic and political system is, in its fundamental characteristics, imperialist. Despite the advances in technology, the growth of the productive forces and the expansion of capitalist production relations throughout the globe, the world capitalist system is beset by the same insoluble contradictions that produced the 20th century horrors of two world wars, fascism, a virtually endless series of regional military conflicts, and innumerable brutal political dictatorships. I wish I had more time to get into it, but the main point of this episode is to implore you guys to vote. I think a vote for Trump or Biden is a vote out of fear and submission a lot of the time, especially if you agree with anything I'm saying. But the system loves it when we don't vote. Now don't get me wrong, voting barely fucking matters, but they love it when we don't, because the message that sends the message that that sends to them is that we have checked out. That we don't care what they do with our taxes and the products of our labor. If you are a socialist or even a social democrat or Bernie Sanders fan, I'm guessing that you're pretty pissed off and feel like there is no way to make your voice heard. Well, voting for Joseph Kishore really does make your voice heard, and it sends the message that you are informing yourself about the structural oppression that you live in and that you are not going to be tricked easily. It sends a message that you are not going down without a fight. I'm going to leave links to the reading material about the Socialist Equality Party. I will leave a link of their 2020 election video and their official website, which I think is connected to the World Socialist website. And I'll also leave a link to the page that I got that introduction quote from, which is the principled foundations, I think, of the Socialist Equality Party. It's called something like that. Joseph Kishore will probably not be on the ballot in many states, but he will have right in status in all of the states, I'm pretty sure. So right in, you know, Joseph Kishore, Socialist Equality Party, his vice president candidate is Santa Cruz, and 
the left really needs leaders right now. And I really do think that Joseph Kishore and Santa Cruz are stepping up to the plate and they really do seem like they have what it takes to be real leaders. Anyways, that is all the advice I got for this shit storm of an election. I'm guessing Biden's probably going to win this thing. Looking at just like the polls and if you account for the differences between the polls last time and this time, I know polls aren't the most trustworthy thing, but Trump really has kind of fallen, has lost his political instincts it seems. But honestly, I, I really wouldn't be very surprised if Trump surprised us a second time. I really wouldn't be that surprised this time. Uh, I mean, Joe Biden is offering nobody anything. In fact, in some areas, Joe Biden is indeed worse than Trump. And in a lot of areas, Trump is worse than Biden. By the end of the day, they're practically the same fucking person. They really are. And uh, yeah, Joseph Kishore is a leader I can really, truly get behind. I'm going to take to social media and fight for Joseph Kishore and try to get some votes for him. Uh, this pandemic season has made it very hard for uh, the smaller politicians to get anything done, to get any real campaigning done. Uh, anyways, yeah, again, stay safe, stay vigilant, guys. I'll see you in two weeks, stay militant. Forgot about that, stay, stay vigilant, stay safe, and stay fucking militant, and keep educating yourselves. See you guys in two weeks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Patriotic Communist. All of the music you heard in this podcast was produced and performed by me, Max Rice. And if you would like to check it out, just search Max Rice on any streaming platform. That's M-A-X-R-I-C-E. Yes, like the food, Rice. This is Max Rice signing off. Direction of attention benefits big powers. I mentioned y'all try to lessen questions and attentions. Money equals power. We gotta kill this connection. These force fed concepts make no sense. How y'all hating immigrants and we control by the one percent. Zombified by screens, dehumanization comes easily. All here are American supremacists, but this line of thought is a normality full of fallacies while we stay combative overseas. Lies and more lies as far as I can see. And no one cares because of the mass distractions we're expected to not question how the government uses our taxes unless it's helping people that they rebel like that's all to see though we need to free the people we need a fucking hero we need some mlk fdr style of change we're full of pain and ignorant but won't live in fear though we need some yellow vest bulletproof vests and bold claims we need that fire in our hearts that can't be tamed we need to reject and correct our collective violent actions but it won't happen Fuck. We're all distracted.